Section 5 of Summer in a Garden and Calvin, A Study of Character by Charles Dudley Warner. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Section 5 Summer in a Garden. Second Week. Next to deciding when to start your garden, the most important matter is what to put in it. It is difficult to decide what to order for dinner on a given day. How much more oppressive is it to order in a lump an endless vista of dinners, so to speak? For unless your garden is a boundless prairie, and mine seems to me to be that when I hoe it on hot days, you must make a selection from the great variety of vegetables of those you will raise in it and you feel rather bound to supply your own table from your own garden and to eat only as you have sown i hold that no man has a right whatever his sex of course to have a garden to his own selfish uses he ought not to please himself but every man to please his neighbour i tried to have a garden that would give general moral satisfaction it seemed to me that nobody could object to potatoes a most useful vegetable and i began to plant them freely but there was a chorus of protest against them you don't want to take up your ground with potatoes the neighbors said you can buy potatoes the very thing i wanted to avoid doing is buying things what you want is the perishable things that you cannot get fresh in the market but what kind of perishable things a horticulturist of eminence wanted me to sow lines of strawberries and raspberries right over where i had put my potatoes in drills i had about five hundred strawberry plants in another part of my garden but this fruit fanatic wanted me to turn my whole patch into vines and runners i suppose i could raise strawberries enough for all my neighbors and perhaps i ought to do it i had a little space prepared for melons musk melons which i showed to an experienced friend you are not going to waste your ground on musk melons he asked they rarely ripen in this climate thoroughly before frost he had tried for years without luck i resolved to not go into such a foolish experiment but the next day another neighbor happened in ah i see you are going to have melons my family would rather give up anything else in the garden than musk melons of the nutmeg variety they are the most grateful things we have on the table so there it was there was no compromise it was melons or no melons and somebody offended in any case i half resolved to plant them a little late so that they would and they wouldn't but i had the same difficulty about string beans which i detest and squash which i tolerate and parsnips and the whole round of green things i have pretty much come to the conclusion that you have got to put your foot down in gardening if i had actually taken counsel of my friends i should not have had a thing growing in the garden to-day but weeds and besides while you are waiting nature does not wait her mind is made up she knows just what she will raise and she has an infinite variety of early and late the most humiliating thing to me about a garden is the lesson it teaches of the inferiority of man nature is prompt decided inexhaustible she thrusts up her plants with a vigor and freedom that i admire and the more worthless the plant the more rapid and splendid its growth she is at it early and late and all night never tiring 
nor showing the least sign of exhaustion eternal gardening is the price of liberty is a motto that i should put over the gateway of my garden if i had a gate and yet it is not wholly true for there is no liberty in gardening the man who undertakes a garden is relentlessly pursued he facilitates himself that when he gets it once planted he will have a season of rest and of enjoyment in the sprouting and growing of his seeds it is a green anticipation he has planted a seed that will keep him awake nights drive rest from his bones and sleep from his pillow hardly is the garden planted when he must begin to hoe it the weeds have sprung up all over it in a night they shine and wave in redundant life the docks have almost gone to seed and their roots go deeper than conscience talk about the london docks the roots of these are like the sources of the aryan race and the weeds are not all i awake in the morning and a thriving garden will wake a person up two hours before he ought to be out of bed and think of the tomato plants the leaves like fine lacework owing to black bugs that skip around and can't be caught somebody ought to get up before the dew is off why don't the dew stay on till after a reasonable breakfast and sprinkle soot on the leaves i wonder if it is i soot is so much blacker than the bugs that they are disgusted and go away you can't get up too early if you have a garden you must be early due yourself if you get ahead of the bugs i think that on the whole it would be best to sit up all night and sleep daytimes things appear to go on in the night in the garden uncommonly it would be less trouble to stay up than it is to get up so early i have been setting out some new raspberries two sorts a silver and a gold color how fine they will look on the table next year in a cut glass dish the cream being in a ditto pitcher i set them four and five feet apart i set my strawberries pretty well apart also the reason is to give room for the cows to run through when they break into the garden as they do sometimes a cow needs a broader track than a locomotive and she generally makes one i am sometimes astonished to see how big a space in a flower bed her foot will cover the raspberries are called doolittle and golden cap i don't like the name of the first variety and if they do much shall change it to silver top you never can tell what a thing named doolittle will do the one in the senate changed color and got sour they ripen badly either mildew or rot on the bush they are apt to johnsonize rot on the stem i shall watch the doolittles the end of section five recording by mark penfold